Good morning, and welcome to our very first message of 2021 at Radiate. I am so excited and so thrilled to be bringing this to you today. I really do see this as an honor and a privilege. This is a message that came to me a few weeks back at a time that was pretty stressful. Um, it actually came to me the day before my grandmother was hospitalized with COVID. And now there were a lot of circumstances around that that made it really a tough situation. Um, but more than anything, she's 88 years old and we kind of know how COVID works. And so that was a really scary time. And it just goes to show you how God works, right? He gives us, he gave me this message, right? The day before he knew that I was going to be walking through something tough so that I can apply it in real life. And now I get to share this message with you guys. Um, in a year like 2020, and probably due to our just past circumstances or even our current circumstances, it's really easy and almost a go-to for us to have an um, to expect something negative, right? To have this mentality of the other shoe dropping um, and to just be skeptical in general about life, right? Believe the worst that will happen. Um, if you've seen the movie Inside Out, and this is a spoiler alert for those of you who have not, so I'll give you a second to maybe mute um, if you don't want to hear this next part. But if you've seen the movie, there is a character, she's a child, and her name is Riley. And Riley has a friend named Bing Bong. And in this movie, Bing Bong is the representation of imagination, right? Um, as the character begins to get older and she starts to have the regular turbulence of life, the ups and downs, Bing Bong becomes less prevalent in her life. He kind of takes a back seat until eventually there's no more room at all for him to exist. I imagine that Riley's relationship um, with Bing Bong originally was what God calls us to have childlike faith, that it's something along those same lines, right? I mean, before life really got her down, Bing Bong and her could do anything, right? There was no fear they could tackle the world, right? Um, there was really nothing that could stop them. If you guys notice or see a child playing, you'll see that there's really no fear in their eyes. There's nothing that they're really afraid of. Um, there's this lightness and this inherent trust that they have that everything will work out just the way that they imagine it, right? Just the way that they think that it will. They don't overthink it. They just do it. They take chances, right? Um, I do believe that they truly expect the unexpected. And this is what our word is about today. A child is not truly afraid of falling until they take their first tumble. And then slowly but surely, these experiences, whether it's our first peer rejection, whether it's our first layoff, um, whether it's the first time we get sick, those things begin to wear us down. Um, we can't unknow or unfeel or unexperience these things. That's when we become hardened and skeptical. You move to a new town, your car breaks down, you don't know anyone, you need to find a mechanic, but what's your immediate response to that, right? This person's going to rip me off. They're going to overcharge me. I'm not going to be able to find the right person, right? Um, in our first scripture reading for today, we find the disciples fishing. A few of them went together. They didn't catch anything. That was the night before. The next morning, Jesus comes to them and asks them if they have any fish. And they say no, because they hadn't caught anything. When Jesus told them to cast their nets on the right side of the boat, 
Though the text doesn't say this, I can imagine that there was probably some level of skepticism there for them, right? Because it's like, hey, man, we were here the night before. We didn't catch any fish. Why in the world would it be any different today, right? Because of their experience prior to that. They did it, though, luckily, right? Um, and when they did, they caught so many fish that their nets were so heavy that they couldn't even carry them. That was truly the unexpected outcome in this circumstance. It was then when they saw that miracle that they knew that Jesus was Lord. This reminds me of a story uh, just recently, actually, it snowed a lot where we live. It was actually projected to snow way more. So we were happy when it didn't snow as much as it did. But we're first time homeowners. We've been in this house for a little less than, you know, three years. And we got a snowblower about two, two winters ago. And um, it's our first time with it, right? So we didn't know that it required some maintenance and that we had to be kind of every year taking care of it and stuff like that. And so the night before this big snowstorm, um, our snowblower wasn't turning on. And we were like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do, right? And so I started kind of brainstorming. I called the local landscaper to see if maybe they'd be able to come by and do it for us. Um, maybe, uh, you know, a neighbor can help us or things like that, right? Because we have two kids and it's very hard for us to kind of both get out there. And with 12 to 18 inches of snow, that would have been really hard, right? So I thought a little bit more and I thought about a neighbor um, and I said, hey, why don't we, I said to my husband, why don't we ask our neighbor, you know, if he has a snowblower, maybe uh, we can do his property for him as kind of like a thank you for letting us borrow his snowblower. And my husband was like, well, he doesn't have that much property. He just kind of has a little driveway space and I'm sure he doesn't have a snowblower, right? And I was like, well, why don't we just ask? You know, you really never know. Let's just ask. And it turns out that the neighbor does does have a snowblower and he was willing to lend it to us for the snowstorm, right? And so if we had not asked, if we had just been skeptical and stayed in that place, we wouldn't have known the resources that were available to us. And it turns out that luckily the morning of the snow, um, we were actually able to fix our own snowblower. So we were able to use that, right? Um, I tend to be the type that asks a lot of questions and sometimes that can get annoying. Sometimes that can get me into a little bit of trouble, right? But that's the way that I learn. And something that I've learned from that is that God can show up in unexpected ways when you just ask, right? If we think that we know it all, if we think that we, um, if we expect something and we don't go outside of our comfort zone to find out if it's different, then we may stay stuck in the same place. Why is our go-to attitude to assume that things are going to go wrong? Um, again, we talked about this before. Our life experiences, that gives us this attitude of, man, I don't trust this situation or the skepticism, right? But imagine if that were not, right? Like what would our lives look like if that were not our go-to attitude? Um, what if we expected to find that mechanic, someone who was honest that we winded up building a relationship with? right? What if that was our expectation when we were looking for somebody new? Now, of course, we do have to use wisdom and discernment when we make decisions, right? We live in a fallen world. There is sin in our world. We have to acknowledge that. We have to understand how that impacts us, and we have to understand how that impacts other people. We can get hurt, and bad things can and honestly will happen. Um, however, 
When it comes to God, we know that we can have faith and comfort in knowing that he is in control. Why? Because his word says so, right? And he has shown himself to us in so many ways that have proven this, right? The biggest way that God has shown this to us is by bringing his one and only son to die for us so that we can be forgiven of our sins, past, present, and future. We continue to serve the same exact God that was present before we learned to be afraid to fall. Okay, so that God that was there when we had no fear is the same exact God that is here now with us when we have that fear, when life has has just beat us up. It's the same exact God. He doesn't change. It's our perception and our circumstances that change. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Now, you may be asking yourself, but Vanessa, I have faith in God. I always have. Aren't you saying that if I just think positively and um, trust God and have a good outlook that everything will turn out and work out the way that I want it to? Well, it depends on what your definition of work out is, right? If your definition of work out is that everything will go your way and you'll get everything you ask for, then no, that is not what I mean. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. According to his purpose. Another way of saying this is the will of God. This is a crucial piece of the puzzle that we often miss. We pray for things, good things, right? But are we truly praying for God's will to be fulfilled? Or are we praying based off of our own agenda? I remember this common phrase that often is used in Spanish that says, si Dios quiere, right? And essentially what that means is, if you directly translate it, is if God wants it, right? Or in other words, if it's in God's will. Let's just say that, you know, my mom and I were dropping one of her friends off at home and she gets out of the car and we say, okay, bye, you know, see you soon, see you in a week or whatever the case is. And this friend will then say, si Dios quiere, right? And I remember driving away and my mom being kind of baffled by this phrase, right? Si Dios quiere. I mean, why wouldn't God want us to see each other again? Why wouldn't it be in God's will for us to remain healthy and safe and come together once again? Now, I'm not going to go through all the scenarios of why God would or would not want that or why that wouldn't be in his will. But what I'm trying to say is that oftentimes we pray for what we think are good things, right? With our own agenda. But not every single good thing is a God thing, right? Are we walking in what God has in store for us and what his will in our lives is? I'll say this again. Not all good things are God things. Just because we want something and it's a good thing does not mean that it's going to necessarily work out, right? Maybe he has something better in store for you. Maybe it's not at all what he has in store for you. And the answer is just no. Or maybe the answer is another time, right? Not now. Let's just say that 
uh, you want to open a business, right? And for whatever reason, it's just not working out. God has said no for one reason or another, right? You couldn't get it off the ground. I wonder actually how many people, let's say a year and a half ago, were psyched to start a new business, right? They had their down payment ready. And for some reason, that certificate didn't go through. Um, that license couldn't go through. Like there were so many roadblocks, so many things going on that prevented them from taking that next step. And I'm sure that they were disappointed and they didn't understand. And God, why? I thought this was in your plan. I thought I heard, you know, from you about this. I thought you gave the green light, right? But now with COVID, fast forward to March, 2020, when we had a shutdown, what would that have looked like if all of your life savings that had gone into this business was now gone because the business couldn't sustain the lockdown, right? A brand new business. And it's so unfortunate because so many people um, have had family businesses, small businesses that have been so severely impacted by COVID. And it's not something that we take lightly. And it breaks my heart to know that this has happened to so many people. I'm sure that in the example that I gave, You'd be able to see it through hindsight, which is always 2020, right? And say, well, I knew exactly why God stopped that from happening. You know, hallelujah, praise God. Thank you, Lord, for stopping that from happening, right? You realize in that moment that he said no for your good. Imagine what God could be doing in your life when he says no. Like I said before, sometimes it's no, sometimes it's yes, and sometimes it's not right now. But his will for your life is perfect and his timing is perfect. There have been things that have not worked out for me and for my family. And at times it's things that I genuinely wanted and the answer was no. And as I fast forward today, I've seen how other things in my life has have formed and have materialized and how that no created a space and opened doors for the things that are in my life to happen as they are now to fit into my lifestyle the way they do, to be blessings for myself and my family the way that they are. There are even things that I thought I needed at the time that fell through. I remember a job that Lionel wanted once and I remember saying, well, yeah, it's a great job and it's definitely a promotion and it's a, you know, it's a good next step and it's a job similar to one that I had had before and I personally didn't enjoy it too much, right? Lionel and I are very different in the things that we enjoy. But I was like, you know, it's a tough job, but I think you can do it, right? And he went to the interview. He was really excited about it. He did really well, actually, but he didn't get a call back. The job never winded up materializing for him. And I can definitely look back now and realize that if he had taken that job, some of the jobs that he has now, some of the things that we're doing in our life right now just wouldn't have worked. That job just wouldn't have fit. And of course, there are still a ton of things in my life and in my family's life that I don't understand why they've happened. Painful things, traumatic things, scary things. Um, And maybe God in time will reveal this to me, or maybe on this side of heaven, he won't, right? Um, But in this period of uncertainty, of not knowing, what's required of me is to trust God and remember that he is in control. And to know that he has everything covered, right? That his will is perfect and that his timing is perfect. 
Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This gets me thinking of all of the things that God is doing behind the scenes that we don't even see. This healing that's going on in our body that we didn't even know we needed. The car accident that he avoided that we had no idea was even in the works. To this day, we may not even know all of the things that God has done for us. In our, in our second scripture reading for today, verses 45 and 46 say, Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Nathanael very shockingly expressed, Nazareth? Can anything good come of there? Just to give a little context, Nazareth was a really small town. It didn't border any bigger cities. Um, it was kind of like a middle of the nowhere town where people wouldn't expect anything exciting or good to really come out of it, right? I think many of us are kind of feeling the same way about this past year, 2020, right? What good could have come out of that year? Could anything have? As I look back on one of the darkest years that I have personally witnessed since I've been alive for the world as in, as a whole, and even in certain circumstances that I've grappled through personally, some of the biggest hardships, I realized that 2020 was rough, really rough. I, I also, though, cannot help but reflect on the miracles that came out of 2020. There were moments last year that were truly the unexpected happen, right? Um, straight up miracles. And due to the level of extreme loss and pain and difficulty that the year brought, much of that good was definitely overshadowed. But it was there and it was plentiful. Personally, there was the healthy birth of my daughter. There was the miraculous recovery of my aunt, who was very sick at one point in time. One of my cousins recovered from a serious emergency situation. Um, God provided for our family through a shutdown. I mean, so many things and so, so many more than I can even think of right now. John 1.5 says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Though there has been much darkness, the light cannot be overcome by it. I don't want to take away from any of the difficulties that any of you faced in 2020 and may still be facing now. God wants to comfort us. He wants to walk alongside us as we fight through our depression, as we th struggle through our financial hardships, as we figure out what our next steps are in this sea of uncertainty. Jesus. When he walked on this earth, he shed tears of sympathy. He felt and experienced pain, just like we do. The circumstances that we have gone through or are currently going through are real. And so is the pain and the suffering and the sorrow that goes along with it. Are we able, even in those times, to see how the light may be shining in the darkness and expect the unexpected?
as a therapist, I've seen people walk through a lot of different circumstances that they may not really have thought they'd see the other side of. Addiction, relationship issues, unemployment, whatever the case is. And even if it was for just a split second, that second that they decided to make the call and to try to start out therapy, they expected the unexpected. The one decision, the second in time, gave them hope, drive, motivation to just take a step. It takes just one step to begin moving in the direction of breakthrough. Just like the disciples did in that moment when they decided to listen to Jesus and cast their nets despite what they knew had happened the night before, and some skepticism, I'm sure. If I was saying to myself, what good could come of me, right? On my worst days, on my anxious days, on my days where I feel like I'm struggling with my faith. If I was saying that to myself the same way that Nathaniel said that about Jesus, Jesus being from Nazareth, I'd totally just discredit myself. If I allowed myself to believe that, which is totally and completely a lie of the enemy, then I wouldn't bother pursuing my work. I wouldn't even be give, I wouldn't even be sharing this message with you guys today. Um, I wouldn't believe I was worth it. I wouldn't believe I was good enough. I would feel like I was a hypocrite for doing it. The doubt that I would place on myself would also impact others and that I wouldn't be able to walk alongside them as they experienced breakthrough and got healed. On those days where I don't believe in myself or I feel like I'm not enough, I can remember that God has what God has done in me and through me. And by his power and grace and love, I can expect the unexpected even from myself. In recent years, one of the greatest ways that God exhibited this notion of expecting the unexpected was through the experience of my father-in-law's AVM. Many of you guys know my father-in-law as Pastor Latouche, um, and he experienced a medical emergency two years ago that completely rocked our family. What started off as kind of just a painful headache turned out to be a rupture in the blood vessels of his brain, a hemorrhage, um, due to a congenital malformation that he had no idea he had. The days leading up to the surgery were long and hard. There were periods of doubt, uncertainty, and fear, and there were also periods of hope and comfort. The day of the surgery, we all sat together in the visiting area, together as a family, just waiting. Prior to the surgery, the doctors explained everything that they were going to do. They were going to help correct some of the blood flow issues in the AVM to prevent um, the chances of a future bleed. Uh, but what they did tell us was that the aneurysm was in a really tricky place that they wouldn't be able to get to it. But they assured us that even with that, they'd monitor it and generally they thought he'd be okay, even with the aneurysm still there. The odds of the surgery were in his favor, right? And we held on very tightly to that. Quite frankly, I think by the time we were all there waiting on the day of the surgery, I think most of us were expecting the expected, which was that he would make it out because statistically that was what was expected, right? Um, and we knew that the doctors would do what they said, right? Tackle the AVM, not be able to get the aneurysm, right? 
And that day, the surgery took longer than expected. So, of course, there was a little bit of anxiety there, right? When the doctor came out of surgery, he had a side-by-side photo on his iPad. And he showed us the before picture and the after picture. And even as I recount this to you today, my whole body is full of goosebumps just like it was on that day. It looked like two completely different brains. I was shocked and I could not believe it. But even more so than that, the unexpected happened. When we looked at the scan, we saw that not only did they take care of some of the AVM, they took care of most of it, right? And what they said that was impossible, that they couldn't do because it was too risky, was take down the aneurysm, and they did it. God showed up in such a big way. And we were expecting the expected, right? A good outcome. And still, he blew us out of the water. In a much bigger way than we even thought was possible. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask for or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. As we get started on this new year, are we ready to expect the unexpected? As I sit here right now, my grandmother, 88 years old, who was hospitalized with COVID, is in the works of getting discharged from the hospital. This is truly an unexpected circumstance. Based off of the statistics, based off of what we know about COVID, this isn't really what's expected, right? And the yeah, at times the fear and the uncertainty of it all got real, but God's grace and love was still at work throughout it all, before, during, and even now after in a place of healing. I understand, even in that toughness, that his will will be done and that his timing is perfect and it will be fulfilled regardless of what I believe the ideal outcome is. In my toughest times, I remember how God has shown up, like how he did in my father-in-law's circumstance or in my aunt's circumstance. Um, And these examples give me strength. They give me strength to keep going. I encourage everyone to keep an inventory of all of the things that God has done for you, no matter how small you think they are, right? I encourage everyone to practice gratitude. Psalm 9-1 says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. In all the good and in all the bad, We have no idea how our testimony can impact others and how telling about his wonderful deeds can change lives around us. Heck, recounting our testimony may even save our own lives and pull us out of current circumstances where we don't feel like we have any hope. The same way that the disciples knew Jesus was the Lord after the miracle with the fishes, Or how Jesus said to Nathanael in verse 50, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. God reveals himself to us. In revealing himself to us, it makes it hard for us to deny that he is the Lord. Lord over our lives, Lord over our circumstances. In those revelations, 
hopefully then we are able and ready to follow him just like Peter did. So I want to leave you with this, people of God. Have the courage, the faith to expect the unexpected in 2021. Something I tell my clients all the time and something that I often struggle with myself is that there are two sides to the coin, always. Are we walking around asking ourselves, what if I bomb that interview? What if my boss doesn't give me that raise? What if this date doesn't go well? I want to challenge you to begin asking yourself, what if I, what if I totally um, get that interview? Like, what if I nail that? What if I get that job? What if my boss not only approves my raise, but gives me even more because he's seen the hard work that I've done? Um, what if this first date winds up turning out to be the love of my life? In the final verse of today's scripture reading, Jesus says, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see far greater things than that. Join us this year, 2021, as we believe that we will see greater things than what we expect. Join us as we expect the unexpected. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much for the way that you speak to us, God, in exactly the way that we need to hear it, Lord. We ask that as we continue in this new year, Lord, 2021, that we look at this, God, as a fresh, clean opportunity for us to begin to really trust you, God, to pray with an open heart, God, to believe that your will for our lives is perfect, God, and that your timing, Lord, is perfect, God. Allow us to expect the unexpected, Lord, to have faith and to know that the things that we um, believe for ourselves or want for ourselves are tiny compared to the miracles, to the miracles that you can bring into our lives, to the things that you can do for us. We ask that you help us take a time, God, to look back on 2020 and to take an inventory on all of the things that you did for us in that year, God. That was not a cursed year, God. I will not believe, Lord, that that year was cursed because there were so many miracles that came out of it, Lord. And through that, God, help us meditate on how we can get closer to you in 2021. Help us meditate on the things that we want to challenge ourselves on, God. Mold our hearts. Shift us, God. Shift our perspectives, Lord. Be with us, God. We thank you, Lord, for your provision. We thank you that you are a good father. We thank you that you love us, God, that you comfort us, God, as we continue to walk through challenging times, Lord. We know that we are not alone and that you are at our side. Thank you, God for never, never leaving us, and for never, never forsaking us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Be safe, be well, and we'll see you next week.